Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 38. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're moving into tier two in our arc of escalation as we be those guys and we talk about uh, slivers. Hit that theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? Whole lot. We're moving into tier two of our arc of escalation. We're talking about a five-color list. We're talking about slivers, specifically Sliver Queen. Very cool. I'm very excited about this. Slivers was my very, I guess, my second EDH deck, my first EDH deck that I'm happy with. Haven't played it in months, thinking about taking it apart. Ooh. Well... We'll talk about it today. I yes. think slivers are kind of. I I kind of feel like dinosaurs were a few months ago. Every thirteen-year-old magic playing boy's wet dream. Yep. But I kind of associate them with with newer players because new players just like slivers. CCO Nation, we are not talking about sliver tribal today. That's we, not what this is. No, it is not. It might look like it on the surface, but it's not. Tuned sliver tribal is very powerful. Yes, it is. You want to check one of those out? We one of our lists is on our tapped out page. Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to the social media coordinates in a second. Yeah. I, but I just want to make sure so nobody turns off their show that this isn't Sliver Tribal. It's Sliver Combo Control. It's a tier two deck. This is like a real deck. Yes, it is. So, Brando will get into it now. Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and the aforementioned tapped out. That's where you can see this list, my Sliver list any other sliver list or any other list that we are going to talk about now or in the future, we're Commander Cookout Podcast at Gmail, or just Commander Cookout at gmail.com. If you want to send us fan mail, hate mail, show ideas, deck lists, spiciness reports, anything you've been thinking about today, or um, I guess no nudes. <clears throat> or nudes. It's a thing. Especially if you're my wife. So anyway, we are also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, Commander Society, EDHREC.com, Patreon, and Podomatic, where we are number four, hot on the heels of those scrapbooking ninnies. The scrapbookers. Who at this point are, I think, on episode 17 of their scrapbook a day in December. Why? Have you listened to them recently? Yes. (laughs) If you could see my face. They can tell. Fuck. (laughs) So those are our social media coordinates. If you want to get in touch with us, feel free. We really look forward to hearing from you guys, and thanks for listening. We got shout-outs from last week, corrections, we, anything you want to talk We kind of have shout-outs. What we have this week is special Christmas giveaway. Oh, yeah. Uh, Both for Christmas and for our patrons. We should overlay some Christmas music, if I think of it. Not to beat on the patron thing, because we said we weren't going to do that, but I am going to remind everybody that nothing is behind a paywall. So a simple like, subscribe, retweet gets you entered into all of our giveaways and what we're going to try and do is do uh, let's call it a monthly or a per arc because our arcs are four or five episodes this one's going to be like six but the end of each arc we're going to do an arc wrap-up show and this week we're not quite on the last episode but it is christmas so i thought maybe today is a good day i guess technically our next episode will be closer to christmas but it's after christmas by the time you guys hear it yeah so yeah and then it's like uh yeah, so here we are it is what it is yeah f you ho 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 <laughs> ho ho holy shit it's a giveaway yeah <laughs> okay so what are we giving away 
you've got a couple things that you talked about out of the foil box. Yeah, I went into my foil box. I picked five essentially random cards. I think all EDH playable, nothing amazing. I think one of them is beat to shit. Yeah, one of them is beat up pretty bad, but I pulled them kind of at random until I got things that weren't in totally terrible shape. Have I ever told the story about my foil bag? <laughs> no. I'll tell that story real quick. Foil bag story. Uh, after my house was broken into, a big portion of my collection was stolen. Now, in order to kind of replace those things, I went on a buying spree, I suppose. And with one some of, insurance money, right? With some insurance money Woo! that I got, which was nice. Um, and then I got a text from a buddy of mine saying that he had bumped into a guy at our local game store who was just selling a bunch of random stuff, and he was just approaching people in the store. Hey, you want to buy these magic cards? And it's like, hey, Brando, maybe these are your cards. Bring your nucks. <laughs> so I brought my shank and some money, in case they weren't my cards. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had met- my shank in one hand and my money in the other, and I goes down to the store yeah. as I go. Actually, I met him at McDonald's. Of all places, I met him at McDonald's, oh. and the kid's like, yeah, I want to buy a new computer. And I'm like, okay, and I'm looking through, and these cards are the worst. Like, they're in such bad shape, some of them. And I look through this, it's a shopping bag, like a Walmart or grocery store bag, just stuffed full of foil cards. Oh, excellent. And I'm like, I'm looking through them all, and there's some good stuff. There's some decent, there was some, like a play set of foil Sun Titans. There was some neat stuff in there, but there was also a whole bunch of garbage. And I'm like, I'll give you $5 for this. I'll give give you five bucks. And the guy's like, okay. So I gave him five bucks. Now I have a bag full of foil cards. Oh, so excellent. Yeah, and it took me a long time to sort through, and I've got most of the, most of the chaff I didn't actually gone. know that. That's funny. Yeah, it's kind of a neat story. But yeah, so some of those, that's why some of them are beat up. Um, some of the corners are a little nicked. Some of them are in pretty good shape. So what do um, we got? What are we, we're looking at? Yeah, we, got a, we got a wall of essence. Okay, All sounds foil. terrible. Wall of essence is a 0-4 for one and a white defender. Whenever wall of essence is dealt combat damage, you gain that much life. Okay, I'll take it. Sort of goes in the life gain deck that we talk about. As a blue card, this is probably the jankiest one, we have blue 2, enchant creature, enchanted creature gets minus 13, minus 0. That <laughs> doesn't even kill it. Doesn't blue even. Basphism. Yeah, What's it called? Chant of the what? Chant of the Skifang. Skeevsang. Skeevsang. It sounds like I don't want to Google it. It's got a neat picture on it. Then we have a, this is a really good shape. This one's a really good shape. Live fast, black two. You draw two, lose two life, and get two energy. Uh, that is a draw two, lose two. Yep. We play those already. Yes, we do. Okay, I like so that. that. Definitely playable. Then we have a Horde Smelter Dragon. He is a 5-5 five, five for four and red, red. Flying, has an ability, three red, destroy target artifact. He gets plus X plus O, where X is the artifact's converted mana cost. So repeatable. Artifact destruction on a huge beater. And lastly, for green, we have a foil naturalize. Very excellent. Which, if you're not playing naturalize, you should probably have some naturalizes. And so somebody is going to get one. Nothing fancy, nothing great, but random draws S- out of a foil box is what you get. Somebody is going to get all five of those, and that somebody is a Mr. Lloyd N. Roberts the third. That name is awesome. Yeah. Wait, Lloyd N. And Roberts. Roberts. The third. Technically four names if we call him the third. Yes. 
Okay, the third, the third is definitely his last name. All right, the third. You got to hook us up with some sending address. You get some sweet foils. Mr. The Third, Mr. now that he's the a third. contest winner. Yeah, I like that, Mr. The Third. Yeah, so he re- retweeted a couple of our tweets on uh, on Twitter. So, of course, per tweet you retweet, that's an entry. Um, and, and Twitter's nice. It, it says, uh, uh, Mr. The Third retweeted two of your tweets. Neat. So that's how I knew to enter his name twice. I like that. Here's an interesting thing. For Mr. The Third, if you can use all five of these cards in one deck, we'll do a deck tech on it. Yes, and it won't be Sliver Queen. And it won't be Sliver Queen, but hey. Okay, so we got more giveaways. We got two more packages. So package number two Two. is, I'm going to call it a draft set. So you're thinking three booster packs. Okay. But it's not three booster packs. (laughs) It's three of the awesome dollar store repack booster packs that we use to play openflippy.drinky. Yes. And the last barbecue that we had, we played it, but instead of, um, okay, so we, we, we each had a couple packs and we opened, 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 and um, we were just drinking beer like normal, but the last pack was flip, worst card in the whole pack, has to take a shot of tequila. So I ended up opening that white card for like seven that makes your life total 27 or whatever it is. Yeah. And Commander's so bad, so I had to take a shot of tequila for that card. And... <laughs> For our, um, so winner of three pack of open flippy dot drinky, Max Crandell. Max Crandell, who's that? He is from CMDR Central. He said he's the guy that said that uh, Commander Cookout is like his second favorite or in his top four. Oh, neat. What a dink. Yeah, so not only are we his favorite. No, we're not. He's taking our we're stuff. We're like his second favorite. Hey, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- yeah. Except, except he's getting the open flippy dot drinky packs. Yeah. Because he had um, he had a couple entries based on Patreon page. Cool. Now this next prize, I think the best prize of them all because it's Ooh. it's I like it because I painted it and also it has the most cards in it. Okay. And it is a plague mirror that I painted with a little Christmas bag and Santa hat. It's very nice. And I took a picture of it. I'll post it on Twitter when the episode goes up so you know what you're getting. And it's also two 100-card repacks from the dollar store for openflippy.drinky. And these are excellent. You shuffle them all up. You've got 200 cards. You divvy them out to you and all your buddies. You flip them. Worst card drinks. So good. Yeah. And there are rares, there are foils. And the those last drink too. <laughs> and the last ones that we opened, I believe, had two basic land in them. Uh yeah, so basic land you drink as well. Yeah. So you're getting and some of they're not all terrible cards. Yeah, and you know what? They probably won't get there before Christmas, but hopefully they get there before New Year's because you'll be sitting around with friends and family, hopefully playing magic and drinking celebrating in some way shape or form and these are excellent because there's so many cards in them and there's so many weird janky cards and they run the gamut from like back to homelands all the way up to fairly recent yeah basically i wouldn't say ixalan but probably uh the one before ixalan with all the vehicles i can never remember the name kaladesh kaladesh yep. yeah i opened up these um when we did joel's cube before we did joel's cube and i got kaladesh cards yeah. So who's our winner there, Ryan? Winner is Chris Flynn. Chris Flynn. 
patron Chris Flynn. Congratulations, Chris Flynn. Dude, you got to come up with a better moniker than that. I'm sorry, but you gotta you gotta have four names, or you gotta have some kind of neat rhyme in there. Chris the Chris the Fist Flynn. Yes, Chris the Fist. I hope that that sticks. Feel free to use that. It sticks in my mind. Excellent. Chris the Fist. Um, you get a sick plague mirror, and um, you get two giant packs of open flippy dot drinky. I hope you I hope you drink. Or eat cookies. We also said that you can open flippy.cookie. Use Oreo cookies instead of tequila or beer shots. Uh, beer or tequila shots, you mean? Correct. Yes. Okay, well, that's the giveaway. Yeah, so all three of you that we mentioned, Mr. Mister the Third, Chris the Fist. And Max Crandell. And Max Crandell. Max, make sure we're your first favorite podcast, okay? Look at us. We're giving you stuff. We're awesome. Send us some information, commandercookout at gmail.com. Send us your mailing address. We'll get the stuff all sent off to you with a fun holiday greeting from me and Ryan. F you all for playing. And uh, be on the lookout for our next giveaway, which will probably start in a couple of weeks once we figure out what we're going to do. Okay. Regular show? Regular show. Regular show time. Let's give our lady Sliver Queen a read, shall we? Sliver Queen. From my other favorite set in Magic, Stronghold, Sliver Queen. White, blue, black, red, green for a 7-7 legendary Sliver. Sliver Queen counts as a Sliver. Two, put a Sliver token into play. Treat that token as a 1-1 colorless creature. So she's a legendary creature, Sliver, for Wooburg. 7-7, two, put a colorless 1-1 Sliver creature token into play. What the hell are you even going to do with that? How is that uh, tier two, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess if you go online and maybe you Google things like Sliver Queen Combo, Sliver Queen EDH Combo, of course you're going to get lots of Sliver Tribal lists. And I think we, we, we do at least go into Sliver Tribal List very briefly because that's what this is not. If that's what you're expecting to hear... You're not going to hear it. If you want to hear that, just put our voices in your head and go read my plain old dirty sliver combo list on tappedout.net. Yeah. Just, or that's let, what let us know, right? Maybe maybe you do want to hear about it. I don't know. Maybe we do have people that want to hear about this list. Yeah, maybe people have never actually played sliver combo before. Maybe they don't know what it's all about. That could be a thing. If you want us to do it, send us some kind of suggestion. We'll, now, we'll think about it. The only thing about Sliver.deck is that if you play Sliver Queen, Sliver Hive Lord, Sliver Overlord, Sliver Legion, which is actually really expensive now, like the other Sliver Lords, mm. by and large, they're going, going to all be the same deck. Sliver Queen can be unique in that it's got this weird ability that lets you do all of these other things with it too, while playing it in a Fairly controlly shell. Correct. And it can be quite powerful because realistically, you're running a five color mana base. You have XYZ thing in play that com- combos with Sliver Queen. And then theoretically, on turn, whatever you think you can go off on with protection, you drop Sliver Queen combo win. So before we get into the list, though, I think we need to read the tier two description. Okay. So this is the commander tier list on tappedout.com, the one that is managed by the Giga Beast, Sonnet 666, and Naraj ED. So that's the list. There'll be links in the show notes, of course, so you can find this. Sliver Queen, of course, is tier two. And uh, tier two is starting to get pretty small. There's not very many 
Tier 2 is described by the three aforementioned gentlemen as less powerful than Tier 1 decks, but still quite strong. These can definitely hold their own against Tier 1 decks. They are usually a turn slower than the Tier 1, or they have consistency problems. Yes. Consistency problems so much so because they don't have as astute of a mana base or as astute of a mana base or they don't have as much redundancy or what have you. So there's actually 28 tier 2 lists and 26 tier 2.5 lists. And I want to almost compare the 2.5 lists to the tier 3 lists. And just for comparison, there are 138 tier 3 lists and then tier 1 and 1.5, there's 9 and 16. So you can see how big of a drop off there is both in power level and in um, consistency consistency and, and swinging with the Swinging with the big dinks. Yeah. <laughs> between tier three and tier one, for example. And I like the comparison because they're both five color decks between tier two Sliver Queen, five mana to play her, and General Tazari, five mana to play her. Sliver Queen costs Wooburg. General Tazari costs white four. And mm. General Tazari searches for an ally and uh, puts it into your hand. And then you combo with said ally. Correct. Right, so way easier on the mana base. You can run a way different mana base than what Sliver Queen needs for consistency purposes to drop Queen on turn five when you need her. And General Tazri is a tutor herself. So yes. there, there, there's a difference. There's why Sliver Queen isn't tier one or 1.5, for example. Yep. It's got a tougher mana base to run. It's got a tougher mana base to get. Tougher mana base to get. It's tougher to cast the commander. And the combo is itself a little bit more fragile because it, takes several different cards to win and you can't pun it or you can't run maybe as consistent of control when you're maybe and we're going to talk about it 15 yeah. cards one of them's force of will those 15 cards are the only blue cards in the deck yeah force right? of will is a lot less good when she's only 10 percent of your deck makes it free force of will so, sucks when you have to pay for it yeah so stuff like that just little things that all add up together so let's talk about the list a little bit we go to uh the sliver queen list on on our tapped out page 18 creatures this is not a creature deck plus sliver queen so 19 eh. still not a creature yeah, still. list. when we look at the 18 creatures of course there's going to be some slivers that's goes without saying so brando is going to read a few of the slivers and you're going to notice the trend if you've never worked with slivers before you're going to see what they do and why they are such assholes Let's just read some slivers real fast. Acidic sliver. Red. Black. 2-2. Two, two. All slivers have. 2. Sack. Deals 2 damage to target something. Basale sliver. Black. 2. Sliver creature. 2-2. Two, two. All slivers have. Sack this creature. Add black black to your mana pool. Crystalline sliver. Slivers have. Shroud. Dormant sliver. Slivers have defender. When this creature comes into the battlefield, draw a card. Firewake sliver. Slivers have haste. And they are all little fires of Yabamaya. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Gem hide sliver. All slivers tap for any color. Harmonic sliver. Whenever a sliver comes into play, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Heart sliver. All slivers have haste. Manowef sliver. Is a gem hide sliver? Only works for yours. Necrotic sliver. All the slivers are vindicate that is all the slivers in the deck only a few slivers specifically chosen ones so there's slivers like muscle sliver all slivers get plus one plus one all slivers get plus two plus two all slivers have flying all slivers get something that's what slivers do that's what sliver tribal does yes this deck is using let's say basil sliver for sacrifice a sliver to get black black what are you going to use that black black for probably to make a sliver with sliver queen yes and then sacrifice it to get black black and make another sliver with sliver queen now, why would you ever want to do that? You could rinse and repeat 700 million times. What good would that even do well, you? could do have you? CCO staples, perforos, or impact tremors in play. 
Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> so turn two impact tremors, turn two basal sliver. Uh, sorry. Turn three basal sliver, yeah, turn yeah. four sliver queen if you're lucky. If you got some kind of, ah, uh, no, because Maybe she costs five, deck. right? She Maybe got, not in this deck. She costs five, so you need to play her on turn five once you have one of each basic land type. Hmm. Or one of each color. Or a sliver that taps for colored mana. You see where the hang-up is. Yeah. She's great, and there's a ton of things like that. Ashnod's Altar. Sacrifice a creature, get two colorless. Which you can then use to make another one. Yeah. What if you had something like CCO Staple Intruder Alarm in play with something like Gemhide Sliver in play? And a Sliver Queen. You can tap Gemhide Sliver and Sliver Queen, make a creature, untap Sliver Queen, Gemhide Sliver. Rinse, repeat, a bazillion times. Yes. And there are two Slivers in here that give haste. Yes. Away you, could, you go. And if you didn't have Impact Tremors or Perforos, you could Goblin Bombardment. Yes, you could. So we're getting into the deck too much. Let's go back to the recipe a little bit here. You, yes. you can see how carried away some of these combo decks can get because you can just jam everything in. Yes. Instance, 15 instance. This sounds like a like a good, uh, oh, 16 instance now. I must have changed the deck since I made the show notes. <laughs> okay, let's read some of them. Okay, go through them real quick. Beast with it. Destroy a thing. Great control card. Counterspell. Cyclonic Rift. Eladomri's Call. We'll get into that one in a second. Enlightened Tutor, there's a tutor. Force of Will, we'll talk about that later on too. Intuition, we're going to talk about that card in depth in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Crosian Grip, very important. Mystical Teachings, that's a tutor. Mystical Tutor is a tutor. Pact of Negation, uh, that's a free counterspell that you pay for later. Yep. Perplex, that's a counterspell and a tutor. Summoner's Pact, tutor. Vampiric Tutor, tutor. Void Slime will probably get punted for a different card whose name we can't remember right now, but it's also a control card, counterspell. Worldly Tutor is a tutor. Right. So basically, we are looking at, for the exception of a few very like uh, pinpoint removal spells, you are looking at counterspells or tutors. Correct. Hmm. We can see why people wouldn't want to play against this. Yes. You're I mean, removing a lot of the or uh, a lot of the inconsistencies out of playing a Highlander one-only format like Commander by playing mm, 10 tutors, or specifically in this deck, 15, because a bunch of them are sorcery speed. 15! Yeah, those were just the instant speed ones, FYI. Yeah. If we go to the sorcery section, there's 10 sorceries. Nine sorceries, sorry. So let's look at those guys. So we got a stair command. That's a bunch of modes. It can destroy all artifacts. All enchantments, all creatures that cost lots, all creatures that cost very little. We got a demonic tutor, there's another tutor. Diabolic intent, that's a tutor. Idyllic tutor, obviously a tutor. Living death, not a tutor, but another redundancy card. Maelstrom pulse, great sweeper. Sky shroud claim, ramp spell. Tooth and nail, tutor. Wargate, tutor. Yeah, so uh, yeah, tutors and removals. Huh? Toot, 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 toot. Yeah, okay. So the couple or the one that isn't a tutor let's talk about living death like that guy why because it acts as a sweeper or after you get sweepered you can get all your stuff back correct it lets somebody who's rebuilt after they sweep the board sweeps them and you rebuild and you rebuilding is way more dangerous in a sliver deck than anybody else very much so the fragility of slivers comes from the existence of cards like wrath of god that kills them all if you're playing something like living death which is a sorcery for Black Black 3. Each player exiles all creature cards from the from the graveyard, sacrifices all creatures they have in play, returns all exiled creatures to the battlefield. So essentially you're switching your graveyard and your battlefield. Creatures in them. Correct. Everybody does that. Everybody does so that. So you could take advantage of that by 
if your graveyard's full and their board is full, yeah, switch. Yeah, right. It's excellent. The other the other thing I like about that a lot is um, you could let your Sliver Queen just die. Like if you play her, then she gets killed immediately because they know you're going to combo, and you don't have enough to play her again with the commander tax because this deck only runs 34 land. It's a little low. You could just play Living Death and get her and whoever else is in your graveyard back. Probably somebody that can combo with her. Correct. Because most of the slivers, or, or all of them, do something. And the other thing, too, is Eternal Witnesses in this deck. Eternal Witness is a 2-1 a for green, green, 1. If you can kind of manipulate Eternal Witness in and out of the graveyard with Living Death, along with Sliver Queen, you get your Sliver Queen back, you get your Eternal Witness back, and then whatever went from the battlefield to the graveyard with Living Death, you could just return it to your hand with Eternal Witness yeah. and potentially cast it again as well. Yeah, or you could get Living Death back. Yeah, or or a tutor that. or a counterspell or a whatever with Eternal Witness because it goes back to your hand. Yeah. You get your Sliver Queen back with your Living Death, Eternal Witness gets you your Eladamri's Call, which lets you search for a multicolored creature or a creature, yep. put it into your hand, and Bob's your uncle. I do have an uncle named Bob. Actually? Yeah, no two way. of them actually. Yeah. No. Yeah, I have two Uncle Bobs. Shout out to Uncle Bob and shout out to Uncle Bob. Bob. They don't listen to the show. Bob's are your uncles. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. Okay, so moving right along. 34 land. The tricky part about the land base, when you don't want your deck to cost 17,000 million. Which it has to for this deck to be tier two. Yes, and we are definitely going to touch on that in the budget section of the deck. Correct. Right now, just for sake of brevity and costity. I didn't build the 10 shock, 10 fetch, 10 filter, 10 dual land dot mana base. I built 10 shocks. I did four or five fetches, four or five five color lands like City of Brass and Mana Conflux. All 10 of the tri lands, a mixing and matching of the appropriate amount of basics to round it out, plus a Teleria West. So Teleria West is actually a tutor for a zero drop. It, uh, it has transmute, so it t comes into play tapped. You can tap it for a blue, or you can transmute it for blue, blue, one, and it lets you discard it and search for search your library for a card with a converted mana cost of zero. That could be the missing land that, you're, that you need to cast your Sliver Queen, mm -hmm. but it could also be your Summoner's Pact, which is a zero-drop tutor that you have to pay for later or lose the game. And that tutor, cost, cast for free, searches for the creature that you need to win the game with Sliver Queen. Right. So you can build redundancy right into utility lands. What do we get, say? Get your utility lands, kids. Absolutely. And that card costs like four bucks. Which is a lot better than a tropical island at like 204 bucks. Yes, very much. I wonder what my foil Portuguese one is. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But the ideal land base for this would probably be 10 fetch, 10 dual, 5 filter, a couple of shocks, two of each basic. Minus mountain. Yeah, you don't need you don't need like mountain. That. You probably got the least. Um, you you probably want the most blue and green, and the least red and white. As yep. black is where most of your tutors live, and they're pretty cheap. So you want to be able to cast those early on in the game to get your setup to play your thing that you search for, so you can drop your sliver queen immediately and win. Right. Or ASAP and win. Turn four, five, or six. Yes. And tap lands are hard for that. So very much yeah. so. But we, you can kind of focus less on mountain and it will basic mountain and swamp because you are playing an Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth. Yep. That makes all of your lands into swamps. And mountains, the only reason you play basics in these decks really is to avoid ruination and blood moon. 
Yeah, now, ruination. Those, those are kind of staples in the tier two and and tier one, depending on who you're sitting across. If you're playing one of those tier one point five, like blue, red, black, or red, black based control decks, they're gonna run that kind of stuff to purposely keep the three, four, five color decks off base. Yeah, right? so you gotta have a couple of basics, but I mean, red and black are kind of your least of your worries yeah. in that situation. Now, the only other thing I want to say about the lands before we talk about it again in the budget section is this being a turn, let's say turn five or six combo deck, you do have some time if you have to drop one or two lands in your first six turns that come into play tapped. Yes. You, you probably do have time for that. Yes, ideally you don't want to have to do that, but of course... Not everybody can go out and buy 10 Shock 10 Dual 10. Yeah, particularly when you have things like Mana Conflux, City of Brass, um, and Commander Command Tower. Yep, Command Tower is a good one. Those are the five color anything lands, right? You there, can play what is, is, like that. Is, is Reflecting Pool, Exotic, exotic orchard. orchard. Yeah, so we're going to talk about those in a sec as well. Moving on, Artifacts, 13. 13 of them. I see right on the top of the list. Love this card. That's a CCO Brando favorite right yeah. there. Altar of the Brood. Artifact for one whenever... Another permanent comes into play under your control. All your opponents mill one. So, brings us to kind of our first win condition. I know we said Perforos, Impact, Tremors, and Goblin Bombardment, but we always talk about those. We've talked about Alter the Brood a couple times. I like it because it costs one. You get it out of the way as soon as possible. Yep, it's the first thing you play. Everything after that contributes to your victory. The only thing that stops you in that case is an Eldrazi Titan. Or, we'll talk about that in a second, <laughs> if you want to hold that, sandbag the altar of the brood, and get all the other combos set up and say, oh, yeah, here's the thing, I can't do anything, da-da-da-da-da, with your one mana open, yep. drop it, win. Altar the brood, suckers. Yeah. Now, Eldrazi Titan, if you have instant speed make a dude, like you do with Sliver Queen. Right. Dude comes into play, something happens, something, something mills them, something... If you can, in response, make instant speed dudes again to mill them before their, before their Eldrazi Titan trigger goes on the stack till their library's empty, then instant speed make them draw a card. We like that. So why aren't we playing Temple Bell in this deck? We could. I would play Temple Bell. There's a couple options, actually, and that's what I wanted to leave open-ended for yourself or CCO Nation. You could play something like Temple Bell. You could play something like Mikokoro, Center of the Sea, or Gyre Reach Sanitarium that makes everybody draw a card. All those things are very important, and two of them are land. Yep. Which are excellent. But they are colorless land. Yes. And Temple Bell doesn't do anything else because there are some notable excludes out of this deck in that we're not playing Paradox Engine which is a very, very staple card in the Tier 1 and 1.5 lists. Yes. Paradox Engine is an artifact for 5. Whenever you cast a spell, untap all other non-land permanents. Temple, or sorry, um, Paradox Engine can combo with Temple Bell when you can recast something over and over again, like Dramatic Reversal on an Isochron Scepter, or, or whatever you want to name with... Isochron Scepter and Paradox Engine. That's a tier 1 or 1 1.5 combo. But because Sliver Queen is a activated ability, it doesn't trigger Paradox Engine, so you don't get to untap your Temple Bell. That's why we play Intruder Alarm. That's why we play Intruder Alarm. Yep. We like that too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Other artifacts. What of note do you see? Got an Ashnod's Altar. Sack Dudes make two. Why would you ever need that? We've got a... Pillar of Origins. Yeah. I like that card. It's that's, a, that's a new guy. Yeah, artifact for two. 
When it comes into play, pick a creature type, tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, use it only to play creatures of the chosen type. So risk-reward, right? Because there are lots of non-sliver things in here, but if you want to drop that specifically with the intent to play the slivers that you want to play and do it quicker than turn three mana rock for any color, it's going to let you do it. It speeds you up. It's it's a good rock in this one. I like this one. I like that include. I like that one. 22 cents. And it costs less than a Commander Sphere. Like, mana cost was. Yeah, yeah. And Commander Sphere, of course, goes in this deck because it does give you one of any color, and you sack it whenever the heck you want for a draw card. Yes. It replaces yeah. itself. Very good. We've got a Coalition Relic. It also makes mana of any color. We've got a Hearthstone. Makes your activated abilities of your slivers cost one less. Yes. That is relevant. So that makes your Sliver Queen make one ones for one, and your other slivers that get abilities that say two, this sliver does something, now cost one. one. Well, Douchebag Knowledge Pool. We'll talk about him <laughs> in a minute. Brando yawned as he said that. That wasn't yeah, on purpose, I that, don't think. That was not on purpose, but it's Knowledge Pool, so it's worth a yawn. We also play Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, Sol Ring, Skull Clamp, Sensei's Divining Top. It's combo deck. Yeah, I like me some Skull Clamp with Sliver Queen. Me too. Yeah, you just draw your whole deck. Then it doesn't matter how many tutors you play because they're all in your hand. Exactly. Planeswalkers, none. The only Planeswalkers for what? Slivers. There, Sliver... is, there is a tier one Planeswalker deck. Of course there is, yeah. but they're not playing Slivers. No, no, they're yeah. not. If there was a Sliver Planeswalker, what would it do? <laughs> On the spot. CCO Nation, Sliver Planeswalker. Build it for us. Oh, Send yeah, what would it do? What colors would it be? All five? All five. Would it be? Yes. Oh, that would be Sliver, a hard, that would Sliver be a hard Queen one the Transcendent. Five color Planeswalker. It's got three abilities. What are the abilities? Ooh. I don't know what they are. You guys tell us. It's too bad we didn't make CCO Nation do that for a giveaway. Oh, did I just put my foot in my mouth? Yes. Shit. New giveaway. Dang it. There okay. we go. New That's giveaway. This On the side, if anybody sends us in a sweet Sliver Queen Planeswalker, we'll send you something. We don't know what it is. We'll send you something. Yeah. Too bad we couldn't send like beer. Yeah, hey? Yeah. Or if Sliver Queens weren't so goddamn expensive, we could send them one of those, but I'm not giving mine up. They cost too much money. Yeah, they're like 44 bucks. Yeah, it's too much. F that. Yeah. Card draw spells. Four. It's not very many. Not at all, but when you have uh, 15 tutors, do you need <laughs> to draw any card when you can get any card? No. Do you think that's correct? Yes. We're like, playing 15 like tutors. 15 tutors, you're going to have a very good chance to see one turns one through four when you're going to want to play a tutor to find you what's going to win with Sliver Queen. And look at combo decks like this where all of the combos only need two cards or two cards and Sliver Queen, two tutors means you win the game. Who cares if you drew cards? Who gives a shit? If you have two cards in your hand and both of them are your combo pieces and then you draw a piece of protection for them, you win the game. Yeah. You know what's difficult about these? And Animar is is like this as well. I go back to Animar because it's my combo deck that I run. The tutors that are specific for something, like you draw the tutor that finds you an enchantment. Okay, how do I win with what's in my hand and on the board with an enchantment that I'm going to find with idyllic tutor? You know what I mean? Right. You could. We didn't talk about enchantments. Can we back up a little bit? Yeah, let's do some There's nine of them. Sorry, ten of them. I think a couple of them, while they are typical sliver and or sliver queen and or combo includes, they are very cool. Yes, we got uh, Cryptolith Rite. I love this card. Yeah. Makes all of your creatures tap for... It turns all of your creatures into Birds of Paradise, basically. Yeah. It's so cool. Or it turns, for, uh, turns all your creatures into... Uh, Gemhide's liver. In this deck. Yeah, they yeah. tap for mana of any color. We've got Goblin Bombardment, Sack a Dude, do a damage. Impact Tremors, permanent creature comes into play, one damage to all your opponents. 
Intruder alarm. Creatures don't untap. Whenever a creature comes into play, untap all creatures. How about just nobody plays creatures and keep the biggest thing on the board tapped? Is it a control card? No, I it's ha- a combo card. I have done that. I, I actually, think so. Yeah, I actually have I done so. that. It's a thing. Because it's not like I don't untap my stuff too. We got Mana Echoes. We talked about that way back in episode zero for Zada. Mana Echoes is an enchantment for two red, red. Whenever a creature comes into play, you add one colorless mana to your mana pool for each creature that shares a type with it. Not just that you control, but period. That's very cool. So it makes basically... So essentially, in- if you have one sliver, you tap your native lands for... A s- two. For- it makes a sliver. Then you add two mana to your mana pool that you then use to make a creature to give you three, which you then tap to give you four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, infinite mana. Yeah, infinite mana. Then we have Mana Reflection, doubles all mana. Mirari's Wake gives your creatures plus one, plus one. It makes your land tap for an additional one. Phyrexian Arena, that's got, that gets you dry on more cards. Survival of the Fittest is another tutor. It's a nightmare of a card. Oh, baby. Survival of the Fittest, banned in Legacy because it broke fucking Legacy. One, green. Green, choose and discard a creature card. Search your library for a creature card. Reveal it, put it into your hand. I can't see how that could be awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Yes, I can. And the last one, we have Training Grounds. Training Ground is a blue enchantment for one blue. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost two less to activate. So it makes Sliver Queen's ability free. Yeah, and it does nothing else other than the couple fiddly little things you get from Slivers, which is great. The point is... If you find your idyllic tutor, how do you win while well, you get your training grounds? And it makes, oh, you know what? Yeah, acidic sliver. It yeah. makes his ability to sack a sliver to deal two damage. I guess you find your acidic sliver when you have your training grounds. You cast your uh, sliver queen, yep. get a billion slivers for free, cast your acidic sliver, sack them all to deal two damage. So you don't even need any of those other enchantments, the mana doublers and the impact tremors and stuff. No, you just... You just search for creatures. Yeah. Get shocked. Yeah. Shocking. Now. <laughs> that was horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you, fired. You know, what's, you know what's funny? In a five-color deck, you search for like whatever, Temporary and Acidic Sliver with your tooth and nail. Newsflash, this deck also runs Kiki Jiki and Pestermite. Oh, we're such pieces of shit. How awesome. How awesome would it be if you're like, okay, tooth and nail, you flip through your deck, Kiki Jiki, Pestermite. And then as people start scooping up their cards, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not, throw them over your shoulder. I'm not actually going to search for those. I'm going to search for Tefri and Acidic Sliver. Uh, you lose. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. When we talk about card draw and we see, moving back forward again, when we, when we talk about card draw and see that there's only four card draw things, then we look at enchantments and see tutors, instance tutors, sorceries, tutors, lands, tutors. Tutor, 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 tutor. Yeah, I don't know if four card draw is really that yeah. bad. Targeted removal, though, including the slivers and the goblin bombardments, 11. Pretty good. That's good. Very stable. Goblin bombardment, of course, and acidic sliver being win cons as well. Mass removal, cyclonic rift, knowledge pool. Do we count knowledge pool? I don't think so. And living death. I think we count that. Living death, definitely. For sure. Definitely. I mean, that's two. Knowledge pool, let's give a read because it's a fairly underplayed card. As it goddamn should be. Knowledge Pool is an artifact for six with imprint. When Knowledge Pool enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top card of his or her library. Period. New paragraph. Whenever a player casts a spell from his or her hand, that player exiles it. If the player does, he or she may cast a spell already exiled with Knowledge Pool without paying its mana cost. Okay, so a couple things. When you pair that with 
Teferi, Mage of Zalfir. Teferi, Mage of Zalfir is a 3-4 for 2 blue, blue, blue. He's got Flash. Creature cards you own that aren't in play also have Flash. Each opponent can only play spells any times he or she could play a sorcery. So, you can only play spells during a sorcery. When you play a spell using Knowledge Pool's second ability, you're casting the spell while another effect is resolving, which is only a time that you could play an instant at. So Teferi stops you from doing that. So you can't play anything. Ever. It's it's a hard lock, and it's it's a tier one hard lock, really. It fits into this deck other than Teferi costs blue, 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 which is very hard on this, let's call it budget mana base. Sure. So it could be a cut. And if you don't have Teferi out and you play Knowledge Pool and one of your slivers goes into the pool, somebody else can steal it. Which and is not good. they have a sliver. And remember, all slivers have the ability that all slivers give them. Correct. The danger, in, in of playing, the danger of playing slivers always has been running into somebody else that's playing slivers. Or somebody that's got clone.deck or steal your shit.deck, right? Yeah. So, all your hard work is for shit. It's a little bit loose to include Tefri Knowledge Pool, but because it's so powerful, I thought, hey, why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And it gives us an opportunity to talk about it ahead of the Tier 1 list that I'm sure our guest presenter will probably include it. Uh, I don't think he will. You don't think he will? We'll just tell him not to. I mean, F we, that guy. we talked about, yeah, F that guy. We talked about Dramatic Reversal, Isochron Scepter. We talked about Paradox Engine. We talked about Tefri Knowledge Pool, um, Planeswalker Tier 1. That is um, the Tefri Planeswalker. Right. You pair him with um, the Chain Veil and a Mana Rock to give you infinite mana and then dig down infinite deep. Uh, until you find your combo piece. Could be Temple Bell, Mind Over Matter, for example. Of course it is. Right? So, th I mean, that's a deck already that we don't have to cover anymore. Yay! And there, there are non-blue Tier 1 decks. The easy ones to talk about are just blue because it's like card, card win. Yeah, yeah. Well, moving I'm on. So if, if you don't, if you don't I thought uh, counting Knowledge Pool as a mass removal would be a thing because whenever anybody tries to play something, they don't actually get what they want it to get. That's more chaosy stuff. And if there's a better creature that gets removed with Knowledge Pool, you could hypothetically get a World Spine Worm Ooh. when you play something, right? Yeah, cast my World Spine Worm, goes into the pool. Uh, yeah, cast my, my Plague Mirror with a Santa hat on it. <laughs> That's what I painted, FYI. Yes. Get your World Spine Worm. Thanks. Yeah. Big CCO salute to you. Yeah, moving on. Ramp spells, four. It feels like you should have more ramp spells. But in a deck like this, the ones you play are very limited. You can only play stuff that finds stuff with a basic land type, i.e. Sky Shroud Claim. Find something that's got a forest type. Things yeah. that find you basic lands aren't good enough. They don't make the cut. Cultivate isn't good enough to be in a competitive level sliver deck. I like that. It's in my sliver deck just because mine is a little bit more. Lots of these commander commander staple cards like Cultivate and Kadama's Reach might not be good enough to put in tier two or one. Yeah, they they just they don't make the cut. Like yeah, a, a Farseek might. Well, yeah, Farseek's or, good. It or, costs two and it searches for a basic land type. Yeah, anything that isn't a forest. Yeah, so you could you could find your your bayou because yeah. you search for a swamp. Exactly. With your Farseek. Correct. Or there's the one that just finds you any land. And puts it into your hand. I forget which Sylvan one that scrying. is. Yeah, like you could play all of those. Those ones, they're good. The trick Other about those is, yeah, they cost two, but they only get you one land. Where yeah. Cultivate, Kadama's Reach, Sky Shroud Claim, Explosive Veg, those all get you two. Correct. But they got to be basics. Yeah, but you gotta you you gotta get your color fixing. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So you either gotta have that bazillion dollar land base, or you gotta go nuts to the wind and hope you can make it because you 
you're wasting. Oh, I love going nuts to the wind. Yeah, you're wasting spots if you're playing Kadama's Reach in most part, in most cases. Yeah, that's not a control card or a tutor, right? Mana rocks and dorks. Here we go though. Twelve. Twelve. Fourteen if you include Hearthstone and Training Grounds because they are so instrumental in your combo. Excellent. Uh, and I think I think you use them for a mana reducer. So you could. I think it counts as a rock, doesn't it? You could it? soft count them, I guess, yeah. Soft count them. Soft count. Yeah, they count as 0.5 each. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dorks. We talked about the mana dork slivers, gem yep. hide, and what's the new one called? Mana weft. Mana weft. Weft. Why are you sliver. saying weft like that? Why am I saying weft what way? Weft way. I hate the fact that I just said that. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, We everybody. just put that on the internet. We are just uh, the worst we, kind of people. Yeah, F us. Okay, in terms of rocks, I guess we kind of covered them in the artifacts section because they all were lumped into the... Artifacts we're playing. Artifacts that we're playing section, I guess. So, yeah. um, how do play? We talked about it a little bit, but ultimately, I mean, you want to aim for a turn five and win Sliver Queen. Yes. Turn six, turn five, Sliver Queen, turn six, win with backup. If yes. you're if you're convinced that you don't need backup on turn five and you try and win, good on you. If you have turn six backup, even better by way of counterspell, pact of negation, the aforementioned force of will. Force of will. So we've got, including force of will, fifteen blue cards. Brando says that's not enough, but I say, what do we cut if we want to play it? Because obviously it's a very powerful card. We we might want to play it. Well, you, you always want to play force of will, but can you consistently? Yeah. Because you have your blue pool, and you look at them, and yeah, sometimes you just need to counter that spell, but some of those other spells win you the game. One of them prevents you from lo- from having something taken away from you right now. The other one makes you win the game. Like int- Intruder alarm you're talking Intruder about. Intruder alarm. Intuition. Both of those cards make you win. Yeah. Straight Let's up. Let's give intuition a read, because that's a good little tutor. Intuition. Instant. Two and a blue. Search your library for any three cards... Reveal them to target opponent. He or she picks one of them, put that card into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. So you find three redundant win conditions, you yeah. get one of them. Three things that will win you the game, you keep one of them. Or if you need a specific one, you search for, because there's two of most things in the deck. Like when you look at um, Hearthstone and Training Grounds, yep. search for Hearthstone, Training Grounds, Eternal Witness. There you go. Or search for um, Mana Heft. Gem hide and eternal witness. Goblin Tr- and Bar- yeah. Uh, Impact tremors. Alter the brood. Perforos. Perforos. Is Perforos in the Perforos isn't in here. So oh, yeah. you'd find right. alter the brood, impact tremors, and eternal witness. Yeah. Or goblin bombardment. Yeah. Right. So intuition's cool, right? And I mean, yeah. it's blue. Fifteen blue cards. At what point do you say, okay, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to abandon some of the other strategies and play more blue. I'm going to tweak the mana base, play more blue. You could do that. You could do that. You yeah. add some card draw. You take out the things like the knowledge pool, Tefri lock, and I know Tefri is blue, but right. you put in something that's easier to cast, less blue mana symbols, and right. then you add something that's blue instead of knowledge pool. You just add a blue here, a blue there, a blue here, a blue there, and then all of a sudden you've got. 20 to 25 blue cards now you're playing a, a deck that can reliably cast force of will for free which is good but in this list we are not that's in right. this list we're playing i'm gonna say 12 discardable blue cards and that's not enough i don't think to play i think there will be situations in this case where you're gonna have to pay five goddamn mana for force of will and that makes force of will a piece of crap yes now interesting story i have seen somebody with a Sensei's Divining Top and Counterbalance in play. Counterbalance is an enchantment for blue-blue. When 
an opponent casts a spell, reveal the top card of your library. If the card you reveal matches in converted mana cost with the spell being cast, counter that spell. I have seen somebody go Sensei's Divining Top, remix my top three, counter your two drop. And then they go, oh, okay, play my five drop. Okay, player one goes, okay, brainstorm, draw, 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 put back, put back, put back, and then counterbalance, revealing force of will, countering a five drop. Ooh. Yeah, I have seen that. That's legit. We Super could play, sick. We could play counterbalance in this deck. I like counterbalance in this deck because we're already playing top. Yeah, we could cut knowledge pool and put in counterbalance. Uh, counterbalance, yeah. Because I would argue that while it's really powerful, knowledge pool is outside the curve. Too high. Too high, and... And it requires a card and, that costs blue, 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 too. And risk. Yeah. We could keep the blue, blue, blue Tefri because, I mean, not terrible. He doesn't let your opponents cast instants. Yeah, that's very good. That's good when you're starting to get into these pretty tuned competitive decks. They all run instance. They all run removal. They all run instant speed win. Yep. They all, you know what I mean? So not terrible. Not at all. Okay. If we did cast Force of Will. Cut it. On the, sorry. Yeah, if we did cut Force of Will on the spot, not as a sliver player, but as a competitive magic player in an EDH setting, what do you put it in? Counterbalance. Uh, besides that. Besides that, we're, counter- we're, we're cutting We're cutting knowledge bill for counterbalance. Isochron Scepter. Ooh. In this deck, I would play Isochron Scepter because we have enough two drop or less instant speed tutors that we could just get tutors. How many tutors in a row do you need to cast? Those two. Win? If you only have one in your hand, Isochron Scepter gives you two. Isochron Scepter acts as tutor number 16. Yeah. In which case, you could say we could play the dramatic reversal example i gave earlier yes and we could <laughs> yeah, play that yeah, too we could do that okay okay so i guess you know enough about how to play the deck now because we talked about all of or, or a bunch of the individual combos and and sequences and blah 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 strengths and weaknesses 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 what do you want to start with let's go with strengths strengths let's call it a fast combo deck and by what what i mean by fast is is the turn you get your combo is usually the turn you win yeah. i suppose that's true of all combos not all not all but this is a very fast deck. You could turn four somebody on this while playing Sliver Queen on turn four. Again, with a nut draw, you could do it. I suppose, yeah. There's there's enough rocks in here that you could turn four Sliver Queen somebody with extra mana left over. Yeah, and there's only, you only need two other things. Remember, when we look back at the tier description, less consistent, meaning we're not going to get that turn four Sliver Queen every game. You're going to have that wildly swinging, because you're going to have the nut draw turn four, all y'all eat shit, but you're also going to have the turn eight Where's I'm my run- planes? I'm running 16 tutors. Why haven't I drawn one? Or turn slower. You get your nut draw. You you tune and tweak the deck so you can get your nut draw, sliver queen, turn four. Really high percentage of the time. Turn four, good. Everybody's happy. Mm. Tier one deck's going to beat you on turn three. So, yeah, I so mean- DC's going to roll along and just beat you on turn two and all that stuff doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Right? So there's, there's your- your strength and your weakness rolled into the speed of the deck and why it's not a tier one with all of these very easy combos to find yeah. and to execute. Yeah, just talking about like my Sidisi uh, list, which isn't super tuned turn two, even though it does win on turn two. All it's of a Hermit the pro- Druid deck, right? Yeah, yeah, all of the protection that you're running in this deck to protect your combo, I run in mine too. And I'll bet you most of the tier ones run this kind of protection for the combo package. The difference being my thing costs green one, yours costs Wooberg. Plus. And more. Yeah, Wooberg plus whatever. Wooberg plus another card. Exactly. Yeah, and And that goes back to the general Tazri example as well. They both cost five, Tazri costs white four. Yeah. Way easier when you just mana rock, mana rock, mana rock, Tazri, search, win. If you could play shitty Ant Queen, 
or shitty Sliver Queen, which is Ant Queen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. instead, and still have this same kind of play, you'd have a really amazing deck. Yeah. But, nope. Mind your Ant Queen costs six to cast. Isn't she five? She's five. Five? Yep. Yeah, maybe you're right. Green, green, three. Yeah, that's right. Another strength can beat you in several different ways. Lots of different ways. It doesn't yeah, have right? to target so... you. It doesn't have to attack your life total. It doesn't necessarily have to attack your deck. ETB with uh, Impact Tremors. Yep. Mill with Alter the Brood. You could attack. Yeah. It, it also, right? never underestimate the power of having Infinity Vindicates. Yeah. Infinity Vindicates will win you the game. Every single time it happens. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? Every time. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It doesn't matter what your combo is at that point. If you're swinging with two one ones every turn, if you have infinite vindicates, you're winning that game. All of all of the shortcomings aside, you are looking at a fairly consistent deck. That's the last strength I'm going to highlight because you've got tutors and redundancies coming out of your ass. Oh yeah. J- just the intuition example is 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 a good one, yeah. and then looking at all of the other tutors as well, and then looking at how easy it is to execute the combo you know the the combo decks that take the whole deck we've talked about these before it takes a 20 minute turn blah 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 right at the end of the night we're playing the last night of the the game last game of the night the other night when we were playing all real decks you're all half in the bag you're tired but you want to play real decks yeah it's so much easier and more fun for somebody just to play the whole game and then force through a combo and win just like that as opposed to playing a 20 minute turn when everybody wants to leave yes even though some of those real game turns can take a while this one i think another strength you could add uh outside the game maybe depending on your play group is when this deck is going to win it's super easy to figure out how it's going to win yeah you're just going to win you go tooth and nail do do i win and everybody will say they'll somebody will say counter spell or Yes. They'll either show you a counterspell or they'll show you a volcanic fallout, and then you can move on. Yeah. You go, tooth and nail, do I win? They go, no, counterspell. You go, pact and negation, because I'm going to win. I don't need to pay the extra next turn. Yes. I think that's... It's one of those. Okay, weaknesses. Not your typical weaknesses, I think. Uh, We're at the point where normal weaknesses are just, they're not a thing anymore. No. Right? Because when you're looking at a weakness like... Oh, I can't win on turn four compared to a ter- tier, tier one deck? Yeah. That's a weakness. I win on turn five too much. Yeah. What the hell? What are you complaining yeah. about? You, you go to uh, just your buddy's basement or you go and play at uh, Mana Bar or wherever. I win at turn five too much. Nobody wants to play with me. I'm too fast. Right? That's not good enough now. Yeah. I win at turn four is too slow. So that's uh, what this deck is is going to to fall apart to the smallest crack in the armor on these tier two decks is what keeps them out of tier one. Yes, and they all have cracks. In this case, it is the Wooberg casting cost of the commander. I would argue, yeah, is the big the 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 uplift you have. You have access to every card in Magic. The downside, you have to pay one of each color to play your commander. Yep, and if you don't have the budget, and I hate to 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 bring this into the weakness of the deck, but if you don't have the money to spend on the mana base or the collection to support the mana base, don't bother. Th- that's gonna be a weakness because then that moves your turn five kill to turn six or turn seven, and that's way too slow. That's, that's regular commander game. That's regular commander. Yeah, and if you're gonna do that, then you look at my other list. You play Sliver Overlord because that one who's you also can... expensive now is he? They're all expensive. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. Where are we going? Card. <laughs> Of the uh, week. Week, week, week. I think perplex. 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 Instant okay. from Ravnica. Black, blue, one. Counter target spell unless its controller discards a card. Discards their hand. <gasps> what? Discards their whole hand. Wow, even better. Yes. 
discards their hand. I was going to say it's easy to cast it with a with no cards in a Pokemon's hand, mm. they have nothing to discard. This actually sucks when you cast it with no cards in their hand because <laughs> yes. they'll say, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opponent has uh, six cards in hand. Way Discard less. Discard them all. Uh, yeah. Now, if you didn't want to counterspell, I like it because it's actually got transmute as well. Black, blue, one, transmute. Search for a card with converted mana cost three. Which could be a tutor or your intruder alarm. Or a or, sliver. Or a sliver that gets you there. That's your Basel sliver. Firewake sliver if you're on the aggro plan. You can also find a Pestermite if you have a Kikijiki in your hand. So it finds you all kinds of three drops. I think three is the most important slot in this deck other than Wooburg. Yes. Wooburg is in its own slot though because that's your commander. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so we like that guy. And how much does it cost? Honestly, if you go to a store and somebody tries to charge you money for Perplex, don't go to that store anymore. Uh, online, it'll cost you 50 cents. Yeah. But real life, just come to my house, I'll give you one. Very excellent. Yeah. Okay, getting into the budget of the deck. Now, we, of course, beat the land base to death already, but let's look at some of the numbers. After the deck that we have in tapped out here, you're going to see it's uh, $1,000, almost right on the money, which is crazy to think because it's not including any dual lands. You know those those twenty five, twenty six. dollars Three thousand uh, dollar decks. It's because they're running a bunch of dual lands. Yes, we're a thousand and we're not. Yeah. So you can imagine if you had ten more cards that all value a hundred dollars or more. I don't think it's fair for us to talk about that to our to our listeners and say this is what you have to do. Yeah. So we're gonna try and roll out some other ideas and yeah. and give you some other examples. So uh, we are running ten shocks at an average of let's say ten bucks a piece. That's a hundred dollars. It's way less than the fifteen hundred dollars for a set of shocks. Very much. Yeah. I'm running four or five fetches. I think it's enough based on the dragon deck that I play as a five-color deck with what I consider to be a budget mana base. Yep. I don't think I'm running any duels in it. There you go. Uh, four to five fetches, depending on which ones they are, they're going to be between 25 and 40 bucks a piece. Uh, I put mine in this deck at 30 a piece. That's 120 to 150 bucks. Yep. But if you play modern, if you were playing during um, cons block or Zendikar block, Maybe you have a lot of these already. Yeah, fetch lands. I think they they cost a lot of money, but I don't think they're actually that hard to come by. I, think I don't a lot think. Of and shock lands them. too, right? Yeah, like I don't not draw time talk for me. I have the worst luck opening boxes. No, I opened yeah, I opened do. one cons box and I got eight fetches in it. Whoa! Yeah, like that's unbelievable. I finished off my whole play set of fetch lands opening one box of cons. Very excellent. Just with some trades and what I opened naturally. It was it was sweet, insane. So. I mean, you're going to have them, get them, run them. They're great. Five color lands. Let's talk about some of these. We said Command uh, command Tower. We said City of Brass, Mana Conflux. Those are kind of the same. You tap them and lose a life and get one of any color. Exotic Orchard. It taps for any color your opponents can tap for. That, Or is that Reflecting That's Pool? That's Reflecting Pool. Sorry. What's exotic? Exotic Orchard gives you your opponent a 1-1. One, one. That's Forbidden Orchard. You're right. Exotic Orchard is one that your opponents control. Yeah, there we Shit. go. So Forbidden Orchard Reflecting Pool taps for any color your opponent can make. Reflecting Pool is one that you control. Yes. We are so terrible at yeah. magic. Yeah, we're the worst. <laughs> but either way, you want to play all of those anyway. 
Yeah. Because one city of brass on your side, one big time colored mana out there. If they have like a vivid land, we could play vivid lands in this deck too. I yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if do we do we play vivid lands or tri lands? Maybe we play vivid lands because they do give you one of any color and you only need one of any color one time. I would play the vivid lands just because we play reflecting pool. Because reflecting pool will then tap for any color. And the vivid lands are dirt ass cheap. Yep. Vivid Creek, Reflecting Pool. You now have access to any two colors of mana on your turn. That's very cool. And reflecting pool is ten bucks. What's the new one from? Um, is it Amonkhet? The one where you tap one and it to get one um, to get Wooberg? No, you have to tap like four and it. Or no, five and it's it, one it? and it for five mana. So you tap six land. Uh, yes, fine. But you're gonna get Wooberg to cast your Sliver Queen. You could, or what is that? Gemstone Mine also? Not Gemstone Mine. Gemstone Mine would do it. Yeah, there's a, there's I like another, Gemstone Mine, yeah. There's a couple of lands that'll, it's like tap a bunch and it, make Wooberg. Tendo Ice Bridge, there's yeah. another one. <laughs> they're, they're too slow though. They're not good enough in these decks. Yeah, like, I suppose. I'm just I'm just throwing out ones that. Yeah. Tapping tap six to get color. five, not good enough. Just not good enough. So like, yeah, land is a, is a big thing. Budgets in here. Tapped out's given us crap, so we can't give you an act an accurate number of cards, but there are at least eighteen cards in this deck that cost between twenty and a hundred dollars. And you know what another one of them is that we think is a little bit outdated is Palancron. Granted it does give you infinite mana, so you can make infinite slivers. Great. With your five color mana base, you can make infinite mana of any color for Sliver Queen as well. Yep. So cool. You need mana reflection, which is like twenty dollars, and Mirari's Wake, which is ten bucks, to to do that. And I don't know if that has a place in this deck, both for budget purposes and for average converted mana cost purposes. Yep. And Mirari's Wake is a non-bow with skull clamp. Correct. So you can't clamp your one ones if you got a Mirari's Wake because now they're all two twos. Yeah, Mirari's Wake should only be in there for the mana purposes. The making your dudes bigger is either irrelevant or hurts you. Yeah. So maybe all th- maybe Palancron, Mana Reflection, and Mirari's Wake all get cut. Yep, you could cut. Th- well, you could cut them for things that care about X. I suggested earlier before we went on the air, uh, Comet Storm. Comet Storm, I like that instead yeah. of Palancron. It just Comet Storm's dirt ass cheap. Palancron's twenty one bucks. And Comet Storm with infinite mana immediately just wins you the game. Yep, so. and because it, it's an instant. Yep, it's very good. Definitely like that. Maybe now that um, Iconic Masters is out, you can get a Mana Drain for this deck put mana drain in there instead of palancron or Ooh. one of those mana doublers right it not, only it, not a budget include though it can't be that expensive anymore i guess it's still 75 bucks it turns out those masters sets really don't affect prices as much as they uh, say it'll, they it'll they go do. down it used to be like a hundred it'll go down and you know what when you sell your when you sell your uh, mana reflection and your palancron and your mirari's wake you could buy a mana drain with that money that's true <laughs> and that's, that's true. another blue card for your force of will to stay in I guess. That's a thing. Yeah. Of course, we're cutting a palancron, which is also blue. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Milk list? Milk list. Okay. As per edhrec.com, these are the most popular cards per converted mana cost in the color combination that we're talking about. This week, Wooberg. Wooberg. So at the zero drop slot, Mana Crypt. We do have one. Soul Ring. Yep. Two drop, Demonic Tutor. Yep. Three drop. Chromatic Lantern. No. Are you sure? I'm sure. Oh, no, no, there it is. There's there one. it is. There's there it is. God damn, there it is. Four drop slots. <laughs> I suck at milk list today. Wrath of God. No. No. Mirari's Wake at five. That one we play. Yes. Teneb the Harvester. Weird. At six. No, that's a dragon deck thing. Yeah, that's the first milk list Teneb ever. 
Atarka World Render at seven. No. Nicol Bolas Planeswalker at eight. Nope. Bringer of the Black Dawn at nine. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> These not. These are so awesome. We've never done a Wooburg milk list before. Uh, Dragon Tyrant at 10. Nope. Ulamog Infinite Guy at 11. Nope. It the Betrays at 12. Nope. Emrakul the Promised End 13. No. Nope. Dinkmouth Infusion. <laughs> no. A Toxthon Worm at 15. Stop playing that card, internet. Draco no. at 16. No. Hmm, five milkless matches. I thought that we were going to be effed on it because the, the the start of it was so many of the same. Well, all of those low mana cost ramp things, right? It's like what we talked about last week. Those are all competitive. First couple of turns, you got to bang out that yeah, ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then a bunch of dragons and then a bunch of the regular stuff. Yeah, and then like a people talk dragons. dink mouth infusion. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, I hate those cards. Okay, so five matches. Not bad. Spicy calculator? Spicy calculator. Spicy calculator. So, missed... No, Mistform Queen, Sliver Queen, <laughs> is the 12th most popular Wooburg general, right after already your dragon and Ramos dragon engine. And also another dragon in Chromat, and uh, also Scion of the Ur-Dragon, who is the most popular Wooburg commander. Yeah, now, in front of her also is Sliver Overlord, that's your Sliver yeah, commander. That, that's my boy. Yeah. Uh, we also have a couple other guys who we've talked about lots, General Tazari, uh, Reaper King, Horde of Notions. Corona the False God, all things that I've either built or I'm in the process of building. Ooh, and then right behind Sliver Queen on EDHREC.com is Sliver Hive Lord. Yep. Yeah, so he's a new one, right? M15 or something? Yeah, he's M15, I believe. And he's a 5-5 only. That's because he's indestructible. I suppose. The other ones are all 7-7s, right? Yep. Legion. See, see, there's Legion. He's $50. And he's the least popular Wooburg commander. Oh, look at that. F you, Evan. You picked the wrong one. Yep, and just F you anyways. Okay, Spicy Calculator. 439 lists for Sliver Queen. Surprisingly low for such a powerful commander. Yeah, for sure. Well, everybody wants to build Slivers. Everybody wants to make Hive or um, Overlord, right? Yep. Okay, average converted mana cost. Now, here's where we start to get competitive. 2.94. Kaboom. Yeah, for sure. And you're going to see that in the Tier 1 and 1.5 decks next week is, like, far below 3. Yes. And, like... 30 lands. There's some of those tier one lists that play 28 lands. Oh. So sick. Critical turn. I say five. Do you think four? I would say do four. You think, do you think we got enough ramp in there to say four? We're competitive, we're competitive enough or it better damn well be four. It's got to be four or else you lose. Okay. It's four or it's not good enough. Okay. Optimal game size, four. I think that all of the tier one and two decks are tuned for four players. Yes, they I agree. Ha- they, that, that's what it is. That's what Commander is, by and large. That's what the standard kind of game was invented to be. And we're moving away from what we're usually talking about, which is game variance, different game experience, and as you can see with all the tutors, we're moving directly into, here's what I'm doing, here's how I'm doing it, I'm doing it, you lose. Correct. Uniqueness rating. I like this one because when you look at the stock list on EDHREC.com, you are going to see <laughs> Sliver Tribal. W- what looks like Sliver Tribal, but you are also going to see some weird cards that don't go in Sliver Tribal if Sliver Tribal is Sliver Overlord or Hive Lord or whatever, right? You're going to see weird things that are s- specific to Sliver Queen. Brando's looking at it right now. He's seeing a Tefri Temporal Archmage. He's looking at... Nicholas... Nick Bolas God Nicholas Bolas, you almost yeah. <laughs> Ujin the Spirit Dragon? Yeah, like what is that doing in here? Elspeth Sun's champion what the hell are people doing yeah what are they doing to my girl sliver queen they're making a control deck and being hyper competitive with her damn it yes <laughs> they're gonna play chain veil in there to go infinite with teferi yeah they are right they're gonna they're Scumbags. gonna play knowledge pool 
You have access to all five colors. Why wouldn't you do all that stuff? Yeah. Why not do the most powerful thing? A lot of the times when you're playing Wooberg, you're playing it for the colors, not necessarily for the commander. That's the thing. There's Eternal Witness there, and uh, Atrax is in the list. Of course <laughs> great, she is. Great with all the Planeswalkers we just mentioned, right? Yeah. So I guess if you're going to play Sliver Queen in, in your regular meta... Maybe you do play Sliver Tribal with her, and then it becomes like the upper end of the tier three lists. Maybe it's the tier two point five list that it could be that is hyper competitive, but is tuned backwards. Maybe it's the seventy five percent Sliver Queen dot deck. Now you could easily tune this to be less of a douchebag deck yeah. and just have it be a deck that wins with combos, but have it be a little bit less douchey. All you got to do once you start cutting tutors. This deck becomes more fair the fewer tutors that are in it. And probably more fun, honestly. That being said, it's not Sliver Tribal. So when we look at the uniqueness rating from EDHREC.com, 35 different cards. Boom. And that gives us a spice rating of 26.4. Why so low with that many unique cards? Because all of the tutors. Tutors. We have 16 tutors. Yes. So 26.4 with 16 tutors or 15 tutors. I think that that's actually really high. Yeah, that's for where we are on the competitive scale, that's an insanely high number, which is sad to say, but here we are. Yeah, it would it. it would have been at least 50 spicy if you cut down the tutors, right? Yes. So, that's pretty spicy. That's pretty good, yeah. You're playing a combo non-sliver sliver queen deck. Super neat. I like that a lot. See, you've come full circle. Yep, I started off I hate this. I want to play a sliver combo. And now I'm playing Slivers and Combo. And you know what's funny? If I built that and showed up on Tuesday nights and I played that against you, you'd be right back to, I fucking hate this. Yep, I sure would. <laughs> that would be full circle. <laughs> yeah. No, I could beat you because mine's faster. Could be. My real deck deck is faster than this one. That's, yeah, that's so right. I got you there. Okay, what else do you need to, what else do, does anybody need to know? I think everybody knows everything that we need to know. We're talking Sliver Combo or Slivers with Combo. We've got our contest winners that we're going to say again because we want you guys to get a hold of us as soon as possible please yes max crandell you've won the booster repacks yep. open flippy packs yes chris the fist has won the mirror the the painted santa mirror and the hundred card repacks mr the third has picked up a sweet assortment of random foil cards from my box yes go back to the start of the show if you didn't remember you win one <laughs> because I only remember your sweet nicknames that we gave you on the spot. So get a hold of us, Commander Cookout at Gmail. Send us your information. Uh, we'll get your stuff off to you as soon as we can. But pa that's it. Patrons, we already have their information. Pays to be a patron. Neat. Okay, so we'll get those sent off as soon as we can. That's it for our special Christmas episode. So happy holidays to all of you. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you enjoyed our super sweet sliver list. If you want to hear us do sliver combo or talk more about my dirty sliver deck, we can do that. Hit us up. But other than that, we're going to see you in the mid-holidays before the new year, but after Christmas with a brand new episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.